0: I'm Glenn DeGeek coming to you from the public's parking lot in Wellington, Florida. <laughs> That's
1: awesome. I am Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Friday, March 10th, episode 3126, with some very angry parakeets in the background. This episode is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some
0: really bad ads.
1: Enjoy the show.
0: Well, today on the show, we continue our year of badass women with extreme adventurer Chloe Phillips-Harris. She's going to join us today to talk about some adventures that she goes on around the world that you can join her for if you're feeling really brave. Uh, and Joni Kuhn, one of my friends from Texas, is coming on to talk about her camel. Yep, she owns a camel, and I wanted to know, what do you have to do to take care of a camel that's different than taking care of a horse? Plus, we have some really bad ads all on sure today's it's the same. show. It's the same, sure it's yeah. The same. I don't, do they trim camel's feet? Well, we'll find out.
1: <laughs> don't ask me. Ask the camel lady.
0: <laughs> so I am coming from the truck in Wellington. The campground, unfortunately, is very, very or is is very, very nice, but unfortunately, doesn't have good internet and no cell service to speak of. So Wellington, the county down here, Palm Beach, is one of the wealthiest county counties in the United States, and has some of the crappiest cell service I've ever seen. I don't it's get it. Amazing. I don't know why it's that way. I just don't get it.
1: I love that you're broadcasting from a parking lot. Do you remember when I used to compete in 3 day eventing, I would come at you live from the Motel 6 parking lot? Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, this is the Publix. It's a little higher class in Wellington, uh, but uh, we'll see if I get kicked out before the end of the show. I don't know.
1: I'm going to call and report you. That'd be hilarious.
0: (laughs) And of course, it's so warm here, I have to have the truck running with the air conditioner on. So sorry about all you people who are freezing to death up north. Not that way here, but let's do some daily winnie's and get on with the show. Well, I do have some auditors with uh, birthdays, Joanne Strauss, uh, Rachel Wallace, Natalie Keller-Reinhardt, who's the host of the Adulting with Horses show, and Guy McLean. You remember Guy. He's going to be on next week's Equine Affair episode. So happy birthday to Guy as well. Also, i got to give a shout out to Reese, to Charlotte, and to Vera. We had dinner with Reese and Charlotte. Of course, Reese hosted the Dressage Show, and Charlotte was one of our spotlight riders that we had on all last year, our, our para-rider friend, and we had dinner with her last night. And Vera is one of our listeners from Canada who met us in a parking lot. So uh, so Vera Nothing was... Nothing so, wrong with that. <laughs> it was so nice to meet you, Vera, and thanks for stopping by to meet Charlotte as well. So it was good to... It's been fun so far in Wellington. I'll tell you a little bit more about our experience with the Lions. <laughs>
1: I have a couple things that I want to go over first daily when he goes to one of our awesome auditors. Her name is Jen Dunn. Jen adopted a horse and hound horse. So I'm so excited oh, wow. for her. She adopted a horse named Beggar. He was one that came to me. It was black with, he looks like black beauty, black with a white star and just really super cute and really, really a good boy. Um, so she adopted him. I couldn't believe nobody did. And she was like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so and now what's really cool is that. She isn't actually even ready to take him yet because she has a horse I think she's got for sale. And so he's coming back to me for some extra training. So at some point during the show, Glenn, I have to go out and meet the hauler who's bringing him here. So he will be arriving uh, at the doorstep soon. So I'm really excited to spend some more time. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is because it's a couple days out, we can talk about it because you can't talk about Fight Club about at what? all ever. Fight, 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 fight! Club. Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Club. And, and another thing you can't talk about in the moment is the game Wordle. Do you play <laughs> Wordle?
0: No, I gave up. I was terrible. You know, English is not my my uh, first love.
1: You so. can't even say the sentence. No, so. I can't. No. <laughs>
0: Better at so math than English.
1: Something magical happened to all horse women this week. Um, and I didn't. I thought I was. I, I didn't know that I wasn't special. But the entire time I've been playing Wordle, I've used one word as the first guess. Okay. Do you know what my first word is? I'm going to guess
0: horse. Yeah. You
1: got it, baby. I'm like, horse is the word that I've been using. And uh, I know this is silly if you don't play Wordle, but if you do, you're like, yes, I did it too. Um Wordle was the word this week, and I got it in one, baby. That's right. <laughs> I feel like probably ten million horse chicks use that as their first Wordle word, and finally they were like, "Let's just give it
0: to." And him. is that the first one you've ever gotten one?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, of course, because it's never been horse before. <laughs> <laughs> well, Although congratulations to all the horse women out there. Yeah, and Chad was like, oh, the Wordle today, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was like, I haven't even played it yet. You ruined it. So I put it in as the first one. I was like, boom, my stats look good. Anyway, point is, all Horse Girls were big winners this week. So congratulations to all my fellow Wordle players.
0: (laughs) So we're staying at this place called Lion Country Safari, and they have a campground there as well as it's a safari. You drive through safari.
1: What is Lion Country Safari? So
0: it's a place where they bring, I assume, rescue animals, and they really didn't say that, so I don't know. But it's a well laid out drive through safari, and it's it's a lot of acres, which is surprising, seeing that we're in one of the most expensive places in the world to have acres, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's huge, and they have a KOA campground that's attached to it. so that's where we ended up staying, where we could get a site, which is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful campground. A lot of Canadians, a lot of French being spoken at this campground. They come down for and, I guess, spend the winter at this campground.
1: Who can blame them?
0: So... We went, and yesterday morning, we did the drive-through safari, which probably took a couple of hours. And they have all different kinds of African animals and, and a lot of different lions. Uh, and are there
1: lions, like, on the loose when you're driving through, or are they in separate
0: enclosures? They're in separate enclosures. But what, what I was impressed with, do you know, what do we call it? We've had them on the show before where they talk about doing paddocks for horses that are long and narrow and wind around. so Paddock that they, paradise. yes. They do that with the lions. So their, their enclosures may be, you know, 50, 100 feet wide, but it goes forever. And they have all this enrichment stuff for all the animals, actually. They, you know, anything from the monkeys to the apes to the chimpanzees. It's, they're all kind of out there in the wild. And then, of course, they have every kind of African deer you can imagine with every kind of horn you can imagine out there. And they had some, uh, rhinos there and, just all these different animals, but the environment they gave them and the stimulus they gave them was well thought out. And, and everybody we've talked to that's been there has said the same thing about this place. So it was, just very, it was very impressive. I recommend if you come to Wellington, do Lion Country Safari. It's worth the money, uh, and it's just so well done. And then when you get done doing the drive-through, they do have a walk-through part with a petting zoo. What would a petting zoo be without goats, by the way? If there were no um, goats in the world, there would be nothing in a petting zoo.
1: You know what it would be? It would be more peaceful. That's <laughs> what a petting zoo would be. Because I know I used to take Lucas to a petting zoo and the goats would like, be chewing on his shirt. Yep. You know? <laughs> like, get away! <laughs> That's right.
0: So the goats and sheep. Goats and sheep, the two of the petting zoo animals. Now, they did have llamas there, which I was kind of surprised they were actually in the petting zoo part. So uh, there were a lot of little kids hanging off the llamas. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. When we got done with the drive through safari, we were going to go to the walk one right away. It was about 1130 maybe. And we pulled in and 10 buses of kids had just arrived. Uh, and they were heading into the walking part. So it was like, that's okay. That's your
1: wife's worst nightmare. Oh,
0: it is. And she said, we're getting lunch and coming back in two hours. And that's exactly what we did. The kids were just leaving when we got back. But one of the cool things about staying at this campground is the lion enclosure is like right over the fence through the woods. So all day and all night, you can hear the lions roaring.
1: That's cool. Do they roar all day, or do they, like, just at feeding time? Do you know how,
0: if you've ever lived near uh donkeys, how the donkeys go into their fits about two or three times a day? That's, and
1: then it's, a, it's like a domino effect?
0: Yes. So, like, a,
1: one starts braying, and then one down the road is, yes, and then they, like, triangulate.
0: <laughs> that's the way it is with the lions. About two or three times a day, you'll hear one lion go off. And they sound... It's funny because when they're not in full roar, they almost sound like a motorboat from a distance.
1: They're sweet little kitties.
0: No, no, these are not sweet kitty sounds, let me tell you. <laughs> it's, it's this deep roar. And then at night, last night, it was cool enough here that we didn't have to have the air conditioning on, so the windows were open. And two or three times during the night, we were woken up by the lions roaring. Oh, and a awesome. couple times it sounded like they were having a spat, uh, you know, that somebody was arguing. Because they're
1: off me, Roger.
0: You crossed the line. Don't cross the line.
1: I'm not in the mood of it.
0: So it was interesting. That's the first time I've ever been at a campground where we heard lions roaring. And that was an experience. And it is kind of cool. But in the middle of the night, when it wakes you up, it's also kind of eerie, a little bit eerie.
1: That's
0: really cool though. Yeah. It's a, I would highly recommend Line Country Safari and the campground if you're coming down this way and can get a site. Uh, it, it's worth it. It's an, it's a nice campground and, uh, the, the safari's really cool too. So that's tonight we go to our big event. Uh, they have a big uh, event where they a whole bunch of dressage riders get together as teams and it's, uh, meant, uh, as a fundraiser for breast cancer. And what they do is they put some quadrilles together. They put some drills together and they all dress up and they all have different themes and everything. And Tigger from the Healthy Critters radio show has is the director of one of the teams. Her like, in addition to having uh, her job as a nutritionist, she also does freestyles for dressage riders. So she puts this freestyle together and is in charge of one of the teams at this event and apparently wins it almost every year. So she's been inviting us to come for eight years now, and we're finally getting down, and that's what we're going to go watch tonight. So So I'll be watching dressage tonight.
1: I mean, you went all the way down to Wellington to, like, Watch dressage.
0: Yes, but apparently it's fancy dressed up, uh, Mm -hmm. freestyle dressage. Still dressage. Yeah, in costumes and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I'll let you know on Monday how that went for me.
1: (laughs) I'm sure you will. (laughs) I'm sure it's going to go great.
0: We'll find out. We'll find out.
1: It's been a great week in horse adoptions, by the way. I know I talked about one earlier because that is a listener, but also my friend Joy, who runs a lesson facility here kind of near me adopted uh grover i had some really cool beggar and grover (laughs) um and then a horse named acting wizard got adopted oklahoma swing got adopted and three other mares got adopted so it's been a heck of a week at horse and hound rescue and i I, I don't i'm not associated with them other than i train for them but i I, we celebrate all the adopt and all the victories, so uh, it's been a, been a heck of a week. When are you and Jennifer going to adopt a thoroughbred from me? Because like I feel
0: like... <laughs> when our board time. goes down uh, and hay costs uh, go down in Florida.
1: When is that going to be? Uh, because I'm pretty sure they would keep going up here. <laughs> must be worse there.
0: Oh, my God. We were talking to Reese about that, and the price of... When we lived in Pennsylvania, you wanted to feed as much hay as possible and as little grain as possible because grain was expensive and hay was cheap. Hay was 3 dollars a bale. And when you live in Florida, you you end up feeding as little hay as possible and as much grain as possible because really? grain is cheaper than hay. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's it's really tough. I, I I mean, we bailed all of our own, but it was an embarrassingly low amount, which is why hay prices are so high. Um but I don't know what I would have done. I mean, you how do you afford horses? But I, I was just looking <clears throat> at my credit card statement and – I because my one credit card got compromised. Thieves stole the number. It's been like this big mess. So I'm like, I need to go through all of my expenses oh, and see what suck? they are.
0: Jennifer just was going through that too. And then, and then if you have, it happens to have be one that has automatic payments. That's even worse.
1: It's Yeah, of course, that's tied to like everything. So it's going to be a, a paperwork nightmare. And people suck. Bad people, mean people suck. But what what I was noticing is that I'm looking through it. I go to this one particular feed store called Cooks. And, um, I was looking through my account. I'm like, Oh dear God, I am spending so much money <laughs> at this feed store. And that's not even the, Hey, it's just a feed. And then I, I'm noticing a pattern of how much I spend. And I go about every two weeks and I spend a certain amount. And then there's this like $700 charge on my, and, my, and I'm looking at it on my phone right before the show. And I'm like, Wait, what? I don't spend seven my my fee total usually is about three hundred bucks every time I go, three fifty somewhere around there. And I'm like, seven hundred dollars on my business card from Cooks? What is that? Hmm. What is that charge, I wonder? Hmm. Where did Chad buy his new grill <laughs> from Cooks?
0: With he your credit card <laughs>
1: on my business card. <laughs> Like I wasn't gonna notice all of a sudden this like seven hundred dollar charge and the grill was on clearance. Listen, Glenn, it's like it was free. That's, they a, were selling that's it a nice grill
0: cost. if he spends seven hundred dollars and it's on clearance.
1: <laughs> and it was the cheap one. Okay. <laughs> it's like a smoker grill. I mean a thing might as well do your laundry. It's ridiculous. Does he Even in fact
0: like, ever grill?
1: No. But he wants to. <laughs> So this one is cool because you. Smoke that's what we all say. We did vegetables in there along with his meat, and it was he was it was really good. So I'm all about it. It's great. Um, it's a Traeger, like whatever oh, that's that is.
0: Like a, that. Those are those are like the top of the line grills.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know because I, I paid for it, <laughs> seven hundred dollars, and they were selling them at cost because they're taking up so much space, and they're like showroom or whatever. He's like, I just want to get out of the Traeger grill business. And so he's selling them at cost. It was $700. It's like a $1,400 grill or something. I know I priced
0: them. They're expensive.
1: They have them where he's like, I was like, why is this one 700? And that one is 1500. And you know, again, they're at cost. And he was like, Oh, that one, you know, you can basically, you can turn it on via your phone. So it's ready by the time you get home. (laughs) And I was like, how long does it take to heat up? And he's like, 10 minutes. I'm like, well, why do you- I need to spend that for you to be able to turn on my phone? I just walk back inside, get the food ready. So anyway, it was ridiculous. But those they're like they're like little grilling spaceships again. But uh, yeah, still not paying for it with the business account. Thank you. <laughs> Remember how adamant I am that I spend my own money on my horses. I have my own account. It's a business account. Money goes in, money comes out, and it's all me. Yeah, he's stealing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's theft. Like, he didn't even tell me. So I just texted him. He's on a trip and I'm like, he got in. I think he got in at four in the morning and I just texted him at nine our time. And I'm like, did you buy the grill with my business card? I'm I, let's do an business.
0: experiment. Keep a little hashtag somewhere. Uh, write it down somewhere where he can't find it of how many times he actually uses the grill over the next like three or four months
1: well he's had it for like at least three weeks and used it once so clearly <laughs> there you go we needed that <laughs> <laughs> no he's like well the problem is meat's so expensive right now that like i just i don't know where to buy it because i got and i'm like good okay, don't eat we well just grill vegetables but like let's do something you just spent 700 dollars on a
0: grill how's <laughs> smoked tofu uh anyway is it uh, is that I'm a thing i'm sure
1: it's gonna be delicious because that's what we're gonna resort to
0: (laughs) hey you know whose 25 year anniversary it is it's kentucky performance products it's their 25 year anniversary and they're selling if you head on over to their website right now at kppusa.com you can register to win some prizes for their 25th anniversary they that means well that means that we have been or they've been with us and we've been with them on this show for half of their entire life at Kentucky Performance Products. I like you. <laughs> And we both use their products. Uh, We love Karen. Karen's uh, so terrific. She runs it over there. If you ever have a question about your horse's nutrition or something that's going on, I know Jamie does this all the time, even with the rescue (laughs) horses, Um, you can get a hold of Karen. And she just loves That's her favorite thing in the world to do is help people with their individual horses solve a problem.
1: Oh, my gosh. You should see my tack room. It's like an advertisement for KPP. It's like, oh, here's the microphase. Here's the uh, Summer Games electrolyte. Oh, wait, hand me a thing coming of the Equijuil. Okay, we need a little contribute in this one. And do I want to use the Elevate liquid or powder right now? Those are, I'm looking at, those are all the things that I have in my tack room right now, plus another one. It's just crazy. Well, They're go- so awesome.
0: We love her and we love the company. We love the products. Go to kppusa.com to register to win some terrific prizes now. And, and happy 25th anniversary to everybody over at KPP. We're going to head to our first guest now. She's a friend of mine, and I've been following her on Facebook for a long time, and she posted about her camel, and I said, we got to get her on. I don't know that we've ever talked about owning a camel on this show. So that's something that I thought would be fun for Friday. Let's get Joni Kuhn on. Joni, I wanted to welcome you to the show and, and also clarify, you're in Texas, right?
2: Yes, sir, Glenn. Thanks for having me today.
0: So is Texas, is, is owning a camel legal in all states or just Texas? Because it's special.
2: I think it's legal. They're not an exotic animal considered. You know, they don't, there's no permitting or anything. So uh, they're typically uh, considered similar to a cow. So they're, they eat grass and they're the same, you know, vegetation and uh, input there for um, cows. So they're very easy to have. They just eat the same thing all my horses eat. So it's it's wonderful.
0: All right, Joni, why? Well, how did you end up with a camel? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good question. I right, get right that to question it. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I um have a friend who has a petting zoo down the road and he has every kind of exotic, crazy animal you can imagine. So I visited him one day and I said, Okay, I've seen all your animals. Tell me one animal I should have for my wedding venue that, that people would love and would work out on my farm. He said a camel. I mean, immediately he said a camel. And I was like, why? He said, because they love people, and they're friendly, and they're interesting. And so two, about a week later, I had a two-day-old camel at my farm. And it's been an interesting ride with her. She's really cool.
1: Two days old? Do so you, like, bottle-fed There's- it and everything?
2: Oh yeah, we've been so. I don't know why they sell them two days uh, old. I don't understand that process at all. <clears throat> not what I would be doing, but she arrived two days old, and we bottle fed her um, several times a day, and it's just been great. And she's a she's a bottle baby now. She's almost four years old,
0: and not little anymore.
2: No, she's gosh, she's huge. <laughs> um, she's uh, full grown at seven. She's almost four now and she's almost seven feet at the top of her hump.
1: I was going to (laughs) ask how they measure them. Is it like in hands or humps or what? Like (laughs) a a hump is six inches.
2: uh, Yeah. Regular feet uh, to the top of her hump. So if you Google it, how tall are camels, they say seven feet and she's a female. So I'm assuming she's a bit a little little smaller than the males, but uh, she is really an interesting animal. Um, she, she, they like to crowd your space, um, kind of like similar to like a stallion would be in horses. Um, no, no respect for people unless you teach them respect and they can get in your space. And uh, she kind of rules the roost at the farm. But we've had a nice, tra- there's a wonderful trainer in Texas and he does all these treks to Egypt and to uh, different places around the world with camels. And he's local. So I can call him anytime on the phone and say, Hey, she's doing this. What do I do? And he's
0: great. So is it so positive of... reinforcement training with camels or? I yeah, it's
2: just, it's just being pretty, pretty strong, yeah. holding your ground like you would a stallion and just a lot of correction. And you push on their shoulder or their chest and you say, back up, you know, get out of my space. And then if they don't respect you, you just leave the pin because they really want your attention. And she loves to come to the parties. We have cocktail parties for these weddings. I have 130 weddings this year. And they hire her to come to the cocktail party. We taught her how to lay down, which means pushing. (laughs) And we put all these decorations on her. And people adore her. And she's especially uh, wonderful with tiny children. And she's just so gentle with them. It's amazing.
0: I love it's, that it's you cool. found very unique ways to make weddings more expensive. I love that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not more expensive, more interesting.
2: Okay. More, more valuable,
1: then more added value, okay? <laughs> yes.
2: I mean, I get all the animal lovers. These people search us out and find out we have animals, and they just come see us. They fall in love with, well, Sheba likes to eat their hair and drink their cocktails. And <laughs> so then she's a big drinker, Queen Sheba animals. is. What?
0: Queen Sheba's a big drinker?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, see, they get a cocktail, and they start wandering around looking at all my animals. And she'll just—she's a bottle baby, so she thinks everything in your hand is for her. And she'll grab <laughs> that cocktail. They'll be taking a selfie, and they can't see what she's doing, and sure enough, she's drinking their
0: cocktail. <laughs> Does she prefer hard <laughs> hard liquor, wine? What's her— doesn't what <laughs>
2: She doesn't care what it is. She doesn't care what it is. has no preference.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious! No, I want
1: a camel. Oh my god, she's so cute. I'm looking at the pictures. She's so adorable. I love it. Deep. So we even have our own Insta,
2: uh, Instagram page now, and uh, we're asking everybody to follow Queen Sheba. It's uh, her handle is uh, the.queensheba dot Queen Sheba on Instagram, and she already we did it just a few days ago. She already has
1: like 66 followers. So we're hoping.
0: We'll get to a to few get more now. To
1: follow Sheba, I hope so. I'm too old fun. for Instagram, so I'll have to find you on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, good. Okay, she's on there too.
1: Okay, perfect. So,
2: do you ride her? We haven't. So, camels uh, mature late. Really, you don't even start training riding until like six, seven, eight years old. You want them to be mature before you put weight on their back, and you start with putting a big tire on top of their hump. So she can kind of get used to that weight and she'll buck and kick that off. And uh, the funny thing about camels is their legs can go in every direction. It's kind of like a cow, how they can kick sideways. Well, she can kick 360 degrees with every leg. No, I don't so want one. She's been really interesting, um, but she's a sweetheart. And uh, yeah, she's, she's a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> well, this is so. Well, what, no, well, we, yeah. we had
1: some like regular questions. Do you have to trim their feet? Do you worm them, float their teeth, all the same things as horses? So, no trimming of the feet. We do worm
2: her quite a bit. Um, they're susceptible to worms. And then, um, really, there is no maintenance to a camel whatsoever. We don't give her, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not sure we give her any shots at all. Um, just the worming, and she eats regular food like hay and grass, and it's just a low-maintenance animal. No veterinarian costs, hardly at all with a camel. It's because there's no
1: camel vets in Texas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, there is. There is. I mean, they're exotic vets, you know, but my farm vet takes care of her. Now, he's not an expert on camels, but um, the guy down the road has, you know, a great uh, exotic animal vet. But we haven't had any problems at all with her. And then also we're about to breed her and it takes 12 to 14 months to have a baby. And we're going to follow that all on Instagram uh, with her um, first, her meeting her betrothed. And um, then we're going to um, have a wedding for her. And she's going to have a a baby shower. And if this all goes well, these are our plans for Sheba. (laughs) Is it live cover? I mean, all that's a live cover. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Yeah. And so she should be going Monday to visit her new boyfriend that she doesn't know about. (laughs) And um, hopefully they will uh, be successful and she'll come home in a week pregnant.
0: Well, next time no, I come to Texas, gosh. we have to stop by your place. We have to meet Queen Chima. You do. We have to you do have this. We have to meet her. So, yep. are, do you? In love with if her. I remember right, do you also have carriages and stuff that you use for the weddings too? Right? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's sure. What I so thought.
2: I still have the two Frisian horses. Um, they're about fourteen and fifteen now, and we all retired from showing. And this is what we do now. I take the, I drive the brides to their ceremony, and then I can pick them up after. And take them through our woods and give the couple a few minutes together and a little champagne before they start their party. So it's a big hit, for sure. I know awesome.
0: we we know we have a, a lot of listeners who are carriage drivers, and they are uh, also mm-hmm. professional carriage drivers like you. And you know most of them anyway. But um, a lot of them do the Indian weddings. Are you doing that, too?
2: You know, they want the white horses for Indian weddings. Oh, that's and right. And so... They do. They, they don't want my black horses. So they're doing other options, um, other entrance. The, the entry of the groom is a big deal in Indian weddings. And we've got a canoe and one guy's coming across the lake in this canoe and that's his grand entrance. So we have options, but some of them like to take pictures with the horses, but it's not part of the wedding ceremony thing.
0: Pretty soon the groom will be able to ride in on a camel.
2: There you go. See, you know, I don't know why you not get the camel, but um, uh, the alpacas are a big item for ring bearers in the weddings. Really? And oh, yes. And we dress them up with these uh, flowers around their neck and they'll have like one guy uh, walk them down to the ceremony and they stay for about five minutes. Um, one time they stayed the whole ceremony. And then oh my we God, God I'm looking at pictures. <laughs> I would be, like,
1: so freaked out. (laughs) Please don't spit on me. Please don't spit on my white dress. They, They love it. And then
2: the other fun item we have is the three beer donkeys that come. So these little mini spotted donkeys come to the cocktail party, and they bring backpacks full of beer or wine. Or I want to go to a freaking or...
0: wedding at your place. Right? Sounds... <laughs> I hate weddings, but your place sounds like I so know. much fun.
1: Oh my God, there's pictures of them on there too. Bella Cavalli events. Oh my gosh. Yeah. there's will yeah. be beer burros. Beer burros.
2: It's so funny.
0: Joni, this is terrific. Um, you know what? Uh, congratulations for finding a niche and for finding 150 weddings this year. It's more than a niche. Um, <laughs> but, I know. I mean, you know, you get out of competing and do this and, and uh, you just make people happy. I-, I love that. Good for you.
2: Yeah, it's really fun. I love meeting the people and ha- making their day really fun and special. And the animals just bring a whole nother level. What's for a sure. Wh- and I'm... I'm a- my my passion is animals, so I force it on them. You know, they have no choice but to see the animals when they come. Well, who
0: so. doesn't want a beer donkey? I mean... What's that? Who doesn't want a beer donkey? Yeah, who doesn't? yeah.
1: yeah for sure.
0: Who doesn't want that? Everybody
1: loves a beer donkey. I don't want to marry that guy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the a good litmus test as far as who I'm marrying.
0: Oh, well, no, Joni, about your do you have a website, your Joni? Yes,
2: it's uh, bella. Cavalli is C A V A L L I events.com.
0: Bella uh, Cavalli events.com. Thanks, Joni. We appreciate <laughs> it, means,
2: it. It means beautiful horses in Italian.
0: Well, there you go. Perfect.
2: There you go. You, now you
0: have to add beautiful <laughs> horses and camels in Italian.
2: And donkeys. I yes. know. I'll I wonder how you say camel in Italian. <laughs> I get to look that
0: one up. <laughs> Probably camel.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah right?
0: <laughs> Thanks, Joni. Appreciate it. This is a lot of fun. You're
2: welcome.
0: Well, coming up next, we continue our year of badass women with Chloe Phillips-Harris. She is an equestrian athlete from Northland, New Zealand. She's ridden to the four-star eventing level and decided that wasn't exciting enough. You know, four-star eventing, the jumps you know, <laughs> are bigger than you and I, but <laughs> not exciting. So she went on to ride the Mongol Derby and, and then has ridden it twice as an on-horse camera woman. She attended the first World Nomad Games in Kyrgyzstan and runs some of the most extreme adventure adventures in the world. So we're going to get her on. They're called uh, The Great Nomad Expeditions. We'll find out more about that. Chloe, thanks so much for joining us.
3: Oh, it's great to be here.
0: We caught you. You're in the United States right now, right?
3: I am. Yeah, I'm here for 3 weeks and um yeah, driving back from Pennsylvania to Texas. So currently in Nashville this morning.
0: Oh, very good. Cool. But you're not here a lot because you're out doing wild crazy things. I you know, when I read your bio and saw that you were a four-star eventer and that wasn't exciting enough um that you decided to do some other stuff, you, you know, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> That's four star isn't good <laughs> Four star. The jumps aren't big enough. I don't have as good a chance of dying as I do other places. Yeah, yeah.
3: I thought I'd just mix it up, you know, add a little bit more excitement. You know, just at least on uh, eventing, you've got the flags to stay between and usually a nice tape lane to gallop around. So I thought I'd get rid of all those and go a bit more
0: remote. <laughs> Were you always the crazy adventure kid?
3: I don't, I don't know. I mean, it just all seemed normal to me, to be honest. And I was, I was probably always a kid that was just fascinated by like horse training and horse behavior, and it just grew from there. Like I always had naughty ponies. I was training as a kid, and I always liked to see what was possible with them. And then I did eventing, and I, and I mean, I still do eventing. I love producing eventing horses and producing what? Like I've worked a lot with New Zealand's wild horses, and then it was. Yeah, it just all kind of just kept going. Like the journey just never stopped.
0: Was the Mongol Derby, which we have covered at extensively over the years, uh, was yeah. the Mongol Derby the the catalyst, the thing that really sent you on this path uh, path of super adventure woman? Uh,
3: I think so. I think so. Well, I, I'd done a little bit of stuff before that, like I'd worked. Um, In different countries and and doing, you know, horse kind of work. But definitely the Mongol Derby was was the catalyst that kind of opened Mongolia for me. And that was 10 years ago this year that I rode the Mongol Derby. But then I actually worked for the Mongol Derby for many years. So I got to see the Mongol Derby from both sides of the fence. I actually rode it two more times as their on-horse camera woman. So... I got to know it really intimately and, and see what the competitors did. And then in my spare time, you know, I'd be in Mongolia and I'd go traveling um, and, and go to places and, and work with the nomads, or not work with nomads, but go and hang out with the nomads and see how they trained their animals and what they did. So definitely the Mongol Derby was a huge catalyst in that regards.
0: So you know our friend Eric?
3: Yes, I do, yeah.
0: Yeah, Eric's been on the show a bunch of times. He comes on all the time on all the exotic locations he's at uh, around yeah. the world. Uh, so tell us about the great nomad expeditions. That's really what I wanted to focus on today because you talk about, we just had a lady on who has a camel that they're going to, you know, they're going to teach to ride here shortly and everything, but you've done, you've written some exotic things around the world.
3: I have, I have. So, um, I've done a lot of work with camels, actually. I really like them. I mean, I really like working with all animals, especially all ridden animals, but I love camels. Um, so it kind of, it started off by, uh, in 2018, um, I've got an expedition company in Mongolia these days and we led the coldest camel expedition anywhere in the world. Um, so that was, I have to convert now. So it's, it's colder than negative 36
0: wow. Fahrenheit
3: when we do our camel expeditions. Um, so super cold. Camels, <laughs> so camel I camels like world. worm, not cold. Well, so funny story, actually camels. Are ice age creatures, and as the ice Ages ended, and they, they, you know, they moved further away um, from Siberia. They lost a hump, got taller, and became hot weather creatures. But in Mongolia, they still survive extreme winters. Um,
1: huh. in it's ice. like the camel show today. Camels with Jamie and Lynn. <laughs>
3: I know, I know, really mixing it up, but. Um, yeah, so I did the camel expedition. I've done many other expeditions. But when I first did the Mongol Derby, I was like, man, I was like galloping to the finish line on the last day. And I was like, oh, it'd be so cool to ride across Mongolia using all the different species. Like I'd, that morning, I'd galloped through a herd of camels on my pony. I was like, wow, this is cool. There's horses and camels. Um, and then from all my travels in Mongolia, I knew that there was various other expedition, uh, other animals. And so it took a little bit of planning. With I've got an amazing team in Mongolia. We were like, you know what? we can do the coldest camel expedition in the world. Let's go from one end of the country to the other using all four animals. So we actually used camels and horses and yaks and reindeer to go from one side of Mongolia to the other.
0: I found a picture of you. I think it's on a yak. Um,
3: Yes, it will be. I was on a yak.
0: (laughs) What is it like riding a yak? They kind of look like great big hairy cows, maybe. Ah.
3: Yeah. I'm going to say they're like the Icelandic pony of the cow cattle world. They're, (laughs) Actually, super comfortable, pretty nice, pretty smooth, um, amazing at climbing. Amazing. Like, you can climb a sheer cliff on them, basically, and they'll make it feel smooth when you're in the saddle. But, yeah, they're like a big, fluffy, smooth ride. I mean, yeah, like an Icelandic
0: pony. And how about reindeer?
3: Oh, reindeer are just lovely animals. They're just the sweetest things you can ever be around. I can see why Santa chose them. <laughs>
0: How are they to ride? Same thing.
3: Yeah, very smooth. The oh, there's a little bit of a tricky thing with the reindeer though, in that their their skin's loose, so they have a really loose hide, unlike a horse or a cow. And um, so if you lean out to the side, their saddle and their skin will just flip right around. So it's oh. it's very if you don't stay centered, it's very easy to hit the ground on a reindeer if you're you know <laughs> you might just lean out to the side to grab something beside you, and you'll find you're actually sideways on the ground pretty quick. Do they have gates? Yeah. Yeah. So like a reindeer and a camel are both gated as opposed to, you know, the straightforward walk trot canter. But um, reindeer, again, really, really smooth because they go across pretty crazy terrain um, as far as swamp and rock and mountains, and they just kind of glide across it. So they're a really smooth, gated animal.
0: So to clarify, uh, the ones in Mongolia don't fly. You have to go further north for that?
3: I I, I can't like confirm or deny. I'm going to say I haven't seen the fly. <laughs> okay.
0: I thought it might be too far south for the flying yeah. <laughs> reindeer. That's a personal question, Claire. I'm sorry. I just had to go there. So, so what's it like living with the locals there? Is it I you you've spent months at a time.
3: Yeah, I've spent I've spent so much time in Mongolia. Um I think I, I mean, I, I love it. I've um I've visited some families for ten years now. Um, you know, I've got my crew and amazing teams that are like family to me. I've spent so much time with the nomadic herders. I mean, I mean there's many different groups in Mongolia, many different styles of life. When you compare it, the down in the Gobi, um, who live in the desert and and are very different to the ducal people in the north with the with the reindeer. But I mean, I think the love of horses is universal. Like I love training horses. I love producing good event horses, but I am so excited when I hang out. I mean, there's so many great horse trainers in Mongolia. When I sit there and like listen and talk and usually ask about a million questions of some of the great racehorse trainers there. And I mean, their their Gur or their yurt might be filled with medals and they'll tell you about the best horses that they've had and they'll bring out the medals and it'll be a huge headpiece of Um, a big fabric headpiece with all the medals that one particular horse has won. And so I think that the absolute love of horses is such a universal language. I mean, and I, and I, I love, I mean, I'm an inventor. like I I like galloping. So I I really appreciate that the Mongolians get on a horse and go places. It's not always a super slow ride, but I think that love of just getting on horses and crossing countries is very universal. So I love my time there. I get just excited to land there today as I did 10 years ago.
0: The Mongol Derby has turned out, and we've been covering it, what, Jamie, since we started the show, right? I mean, the Mongol Derby has turned out to be the best tourism thing Mongolia ever had.
3: I think so. I think it just got, it got such an international following, and I think it was such a huge race, and um yeah it, it's been it's been incredible I mean two of my team like worked on the Mongol derby as well and, and loved the race and and now we, we actually do a race for the Mongolians um because obviously up until now it it wasn't the Mongolians couldn't enter until actually last year so for the last uh, four or five years we've doing been doing a slightly Mongolian version different rules slightly different setting but a Mongolian version of the Mongol derby. And that has been incredible, incredible to be involved with and see them racing their own horses um, across their own country. I mean, it's just, it's like the Mongol Derby um, and it's televised on Mongolia and there's riders from different regions and they all get involved in following it. And oh my gosh, it's just, it's amazing. I mean, I love the Mongol Derby. I think it's such an incredible race and it's so cool to be involved with the Mongolian version of it as well.
0: Well, that's very cool. That is neat. Yeah. That is cool that you get to do that. Yeah. So, so tell us about if, I know you said you have some spots open for your next adventure. So uh, t- talk to us about your expeditions you have coming up and what's open.
3: Yeah. Okay. So we have the Great Nomad Expedition. So that is the one, that's the next one we're doing and that's in July. And that's just about a month long and that's crossing the entire country starting on camels in the south going on to horses and then yaks and then horses again and then finally reindeer and it's it's kind of like the mongol derby but not as extreme in that it's not a race and you get we provide you with amazing meals three times a day and the distances on the horses you know you're riding two horses a day maybe not the four at full gallop like you would on the mongol derby and then um you get it mixed up with days on yaks which are really slow peaceful beautiful days days on reindeer again which are slow beautiful peaceful days um and then the camels are a little bit in between but you get to see the amazing desert um i think the then on the horses, the the vast grasslands, and then the mountains with the yaks and reindeer. So it was kind of my dream. And now I love, love, love taking people with me. And I had such, we did it for the first time last year and had such an amazing group of riders that, you know, I could call every one of them a friend now and and people I'd love to see. I actually just saw one of them in um, Pennsylvania last week. And so, yeah, we've got that one. That's our big one. Um, And then we've got Attack of the Yaks. In
0: July, that will be summer there?
3: That'll be summer there. Yeah, it's a beautiful time of year. So that's a summer one. (laughs) People think I only lead
0: extremely long. Yeah, I was wondering about (laughs) it.
3: We do all seasons. Uh, We've got Attack of the Yaks, which is just a yak-based one. And that's kind of... Your slower one, you just want to come and absorb, like, the beautiful Mongolian countryside, hang out with the nomads. It's it's um, less distance and slightly smaller riding hours a day. So it's just, like, the fun, peaceful, cultural experience in a really beautiful region of Mongolia that's got lots of lakes and rivers. And then we do a reindeer one. So we try, we try to do something really unique. Like, we don't do back-to-back tours. We do a few... Expeditions pretty much as remote as you can get anywhere in Mongolia. So our next one is the reindeer, and that's on reindeer. So we ride up on horses and follow um, a reindeer family as they move their reindeer from their summer pastures back down into the forest of the winter pastures. So kind of following their uh, summer, their last summer migration. That's um, so
0: cool. Now, do do you re- what level of rider do you recommend goes on these?
3: We have a variety. So, so generally, I'll interview people and. There's something for everyone. Like there's definitely the one for the maybe more beginner, slower based trekker, And then there's other ones like probably the great nomad expedition is much more geared towards riders who are looking for that adventure challenge. Um, and saying that I have people apply who maybe are just starting their riding journey. And then we give them training programs of how to get ready, what skills they need um, and maybe give them a year's prep. But Yeah, there's there's something for everyone. Something for everyone. Definitely, there's the the Gobi Cold Camel one, which is the frozen camel one, and the Great Nomad Expedition. Are kind of more geared to that adventure set, and then the other trips are more for people who just want the beautiful culture and beautiful Mongolia and be on safe animals and have amazing meals cooked for them.
0: Where do people find it? What's the website?
3: Okay, uh, it's thegreatnomadexpedition.com. dot com. Um. Or you can look up The Great Nomad Expedition on Facebook and all social media. Or you can just look me up, Chloe Phillips Harris Adventurer, on all social media. And those are probably the easiest ways to find out about it.
0: So one final question. We've been, as I said, been covering the Mongol Derby for a long time. Do you also give them uh, things they have to prepare their stomachs so they're ready for the food?
3: No, we cook amazing food. <laughs> so this is, this worries everyone. But no, we we have um, an amazing. Mongolian That's because we've food. all
0: heard about the riders who get violently ill every time they do this <laughs> ride. So.
3: Yeah, I, yeah. I've seen. I've ridden, um, and I've been, um, I've rescued a lot of riders who've been violently <laughs> ill on the Mongolia. Um, but yeah, no, we I we have amazing, amazing food on us. So so yeah, Jamie's like a
0: vegetarian, the, and we kind of determined she can't go to Mongolia. No, we cook vegetarian food. Oh, Jamie, you can do the yak uh, camel thing then.
1: All
3: right. Sign me. Do you get internet? Because
0: then she could do the show from the top of a camel on her month-long... I mean,
3: I can't guarantee internet in all places, (laughs) but we could find a mountain where you could do this from. (laughs) Glenn, I'll do it right after you do it.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll sign up for that tomorrow. (laughs) This is so much fun. By the way, Chloe also has a book. You can find it on Amazon. I'll put a link to all the things she's talked about. It's called Fearless, and you can find that book on Amazon as well if you if you want to take a read of that. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on with us.
3: Oh, thanks, guys. Lovely talking to you.
1: We'd love to thank Wintech for being an awesome sponsor, giving away saddles to you guys all the things, but whether you're riding the trails uh, or training, there's a Wintech saddle for almost every horse and rider combination. The Wintech 2000 all-purpose is for the riders who want to do a bit of everything from training to fun beach days with your friends. You'll experience total luxury in this top-of-the-range Wintech saddle. Your horse will adore the super soft panels which mold in and around their muscles for complete comfort. Sinking into the deep seat, you are Leg will find its natural groove, and your contact and communication will become effortless so you can focus on having fun and explore the entire WinTech saddles range at wintech saddles.com. And you can also go, uh, Glenn, how do they enter to win the saddle giveaway?
0: com. Click on the saddle banner at the top of the page. It's free and it's easy to enter. You're allowed to enter one time per email address. We've been getting hundreds of entries, and we're going to be giving that away next month at Equine Affair. So you don't have to be there to win. So you can just register to win your choice of any WinTech saddle.
2: Pay it, I say pay
1: attention.
0: If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later.
1: He says one thing and he means another, but He can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading.
0: Well, it's time for really bad ads. That time of the... Week when listeners submit ads and we just have a little bit of fun with them, either from Facebook or Craigslist or someplace like that. And our prizes every month are provided by horselovers.com. You're home to over 120,000 equestrian items. Go check them out today at horselovers with a Z.com. And today it's extra special because we're actually giving away the prizes to people who have entered over the last month and we have some great prizes. The first one is provided by Eco Gold, and it's the Comatech Saddle Pad, and that's the one you have, right?
1: Yes, I love this pad. It's awesome. I All right, 10.
0: so I'm going to have you pick a number. Wait a minute. I have to get my screen. I'm, I'm operating on one little tiny laptop here in the truck. By the way, there's a guy using a leaf blower now at the bank right beside <laughs> me, so <laughs> it's good timing. Um we're looking at numbers between 1 and 222. I'm going to go with 12. Number 12 is Caitlin Kennedy. Congratulations, Caitlin, for your winning an Eco Gold saddle pad. That's a $215 value. Go, go to ecogold.com for all of their products, or ecogold.ca, actually.
1: All right, the next prize is the Oak Equestrian Range Boots and Oak Socks. And I'm going to go with number
0: 99. And that winner is Danielle Sandboth. I think it's both or bothy. I'm not sure. Booth. Booth. Maybe. Anyway, Danielle. Danielle wins. (laughs) And that's an $87 value. Congratulations on your new boots. All right. And the, the last n- one
1: is the Rhino Hex Stop Turnout $339 value. And uh, I'm going to go with number one, Glenn.
0: Number one is Taylor D. Sabatino. Congratulations, yeah. Taylor. That's $330. What other podcast gave away today $600 worth of prizes. I can guarantee well, you no other not equestrian one I'm ones. On. No. So congratulations to all of you and thank you to horseloverswithaz.com for providing the prizes and also to ecogold.ca. All right, let's do this week's really bad ads, the first one. By for, the
1: way, yeah. I I just we got to say I can't participate in looking for really bad ads anymore. Do you know what I did this week is I bought three ducks off Craigslist because I was looking for really bad ads. I was like, oh, those are some scoby ducks. I really like those. And I was like, hey, bye. And then I met the lady at like a Sonic in some tiny town in Oklahoma and like did a duck trade in a parking lot, like complete. Were the police taking it out. Yeah, right? So so anyway, thank you guys for submitting the ads because we I can't do it anymore. And uh, the first one was submitted by Lynn. This one's yours.
0: Yes. And uh, by the way, everybody that submits gets entered, even if we don't read yours. And Sandra, Rosemary, Amy, and Melissa, we won't get yours today. But thank you for submitting. So Lynn sent this one. Horse slash male, $2,000 in Nampa. Not Tampa, Nampa. I don't know where Nampa is. A male saddle horse. Needs an experienced rider. We are selling it because we don't have space. He is seven years old. The horse has new horseshoes and lets them be put on without trouble. Well, that's good. Wow. That's, that's, I want to
1: buy that That one.
0: raised the price a $1,000 right there. <laughs> a male saddle horse. I don't know if it's this, English or Western or what. No,
1: but, we know nothing. No. We know anything. Uh, Allison sent this next one in, and this is the Endurance Horses and Ponies Facebook page. 15 HH grade paint mare. Good looking athletic type. Think Jennifer Lawrence. (laughs)
0: Okay, now I'm thinking about Jennifer Lawrence. I know,
1: right? Uh, I don't think of paint mares. Okay, whatever. Uh, Plenty of speed out of the gate. Likely line bred back to Dragon Rocket or Saturn V. Wait, are you telling me that there's some inbreeding happening and you don't know who the baby daddy is? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Great turn. uh, That doesn't sound like Jennifer Lawrence at all. No. A great turn on her. Tanner Faust only dreams about spinning like this mare. Staying power to bullet train on meth. No joke. If you want to try her, you've got to watch me ride her first. And if you're still game, sign a ream of paperwork before you put a foot in the stirrup.
0: Oh, this is one of those people. It's going to hurt you. <laughs> this horse is going to hurt you. Bullet train on meth. That is not something I would put an ad to sell my horse.
1: I don't understand how the horse is likely bred back to one of two sires, and they're also like it's probably your brother. Okay, this is
0: yeah. weird. Yeah, that's a weird ad. That's why it's a bad ad. That's why it's a bad ad. Hannah sent this one in from Idaho. We don't get a lot from Idaho. The Idaho Horse Community. This halter is looking to be finished. Stands for a farrier really nice. She's a fast leaner. (laughs) (laughs) Has had two rides under saddle last fall and is doing very well. She's a little jumpy, but with more training, she will be amazing. You
1: mean after two rides? She's not like super broke. That's weird. After
0: some more training. She is very genital and easy to handle. That is the most common misspelled word in all our ads is gentle. And it's always genital.
1: It's probably predictive text, which makes me wonder what these people are texting on a regular basis to (laughs) make gentle turn to genital.
0: (laughs) She's got lots of speed in her lines. I'm glad she didn't put loins. That would have been bad. Uh, Mom was a a 1D halter. Price will go up with more training this spring. Located in Colville, Washington.
1: I love it when people threaten you with, like, the price is going to go up. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's going to go up because it's always going to go up. No, it's not. You don't sell this horse. The price is going down.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Taylor sent this one in. Taylor, our big winner today. Um, uh, This is from the Kentucky Horses and Tack Facebook page.
0: I feel like this needs a Southern accent. It is Kentucky.
1: <sighs> it is, and it's all, there's no punctuation. So, here we go. I have a 12-year-old paint gal and he's broke to ride, but we'd be better as a pasture pet than a horse to ride. He does have back hip issues. It don't bother him or hurt him much, but he is not a sound horse. So listen for a pasture pet location in Cape City, Kentucky. <laughs>
0: Let me get the strain. He's got issues, but it doesn't hurt him, but you can't do anything with him.
1: I, because he's the, not hold, sound. My brain hurts. I don't even know what I read because that's just how it works. He's in kind me. of a you cute paint.
0: No Well, you
1: can't get on him, Glenn, because he's got a bad hip. (laughs) How much did they want for this one? Back hip issues, not front hip issues.
0: Oh, he's back hip issues. Oh, gotcha. No, not the front hip. You're right. Gotcha. Allison sent this one in. (laughs) It's her trailer of the week. Um, This is. God, how many of these have we seen over the years? It's your typical two-horse rounded front trailer. The exception to this one is it actually might have the windows still in it. But you can't see the rest of the trailer because it's completely grown up around it. There's stuff leaning against it. Um, the hitch is like buried in the trampoline. ground. <laughs> the, the hitch is completely buried in the ground. You're going to have to dig it out. Oh, my God. It's red, and and, uh, either that's rust or it's been painted at one time. It's kind of hard to tell. Or both. It's both. Yeah. This is a titled two-horse straight-load trailer with front tack. Lights work. (laughs) No, they don't. These lights don't work. Don't tires hold air. Well, it'd be great if we could actually see the tires, but they're buried. Uh, overall, a great trailer. Ready to be put to use on a budget. No, don't put it to use. Perfect transportation for a steer. A steer will take this trailer out. Or a trailer wall-kicking filly that you don't want to damage your new aluminum trailer. Whoa. Cash Talks. BS. So
1: basically, I want you can you can let your instead train your horse not to kick in the trailer. You can let it kick its way through this, lacerate its leg open, but at <laughs> and, least your new trailer will be and beyond the
0: and beyond the road, right? Getting hit by cars. Cash talks. BS walks. Come bring cash ready to haul it off for a better deal. Trade for enduro. c less. That's, That's it. That's a thousand dollars they want for this piece of crap. Oh my god. Uh That's no, well ever. listen,
1: Glenn, Cash talks and BS walks.
0: <laughs> this is people a terrible are very
1: threatening in their ads <laughs> today.
0: Are. Yeah, they are. People are very serious about their ads today.
1: Oh, it's another trailer and this one you actually No, you can't really see anything. It's terrible. There's like seventeen coats of paint and It actually and looks like
0: it's covered in poop, to be honest.
1: It's this is a terrible trailer. Um, it's a round front a horse trailer, but it's a stock trailer. So I think it's a little longer as well. Um, here's the description because I'm not doing a good job. It does have a window in the front that appears to. I don't it doesn't have any glass or anything. I don't know. <laughs> horse trailer has roughed horse trailer has rust on roof and front bottom side solid floors and clean frame if wanted to cut it down into a flat deck. <laughs> have not title never got around to getting it from DMV this is why the price is flexible (laughs) you want $1,500 for this
0: for a nine titled piece of metal (laughs) piece of junk this is tetanus it is and it looks like it's sitting in the woods you might have to cut some trees down to get it out (laughs) all right Lynn sent this one in I know she's from up north oh this is Michigan
1: Let's do this as the last one, because i got to go meet the horse hauler.
0: This is a long one, too, I think. I can't tell if this is two ads or one ad. Let's see what I got. ISO, absolute deadhead, one foot in the grave, small horse or pony that would rather die than move faster than a comatose sloth. This saint of a pony would be used for small children and nervous big people who are learning the ropes would be traumatized by my horses with functioning brains. The breathing hobby horse can need all the maintenance in the world three times daily soup. Great. Special shoes? Fine. Every medication known to man and horse, breathing treatments, daily spa trips, air-conditioned condo, we don't care. If this little angel can tolerate being swooned over, painted, sparkled, and occasional stroll through the park without invoking the demon pony creed, we will accommodate any need. Our budget is more than nothing and less than our kidney. Located in northern Michigan, but we'll be making a trip to Illinois April 25th and can stop along the way. Well, there you go, okay,
1: well, if you have there the perfect
0: pony this this person's looking for that perfect pony, and they're willing yeah. to spend money on it after they buy it, not from you. they don't want to spend money with you, but there after you they buy back. it, they'll give them any treatment in the world perfect, so there you um, go um. That's it for today. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us, and congratulations to the winners. We're not going to have a post show today because my truck's going to run out of gas sitting here in the (laughs) parking lot of the Publix, and you got horses coming in.
1: I do, Jen. I got to go meet the truck for your horse. So
0: there you go. And thank you so much for adopting horses, all of you who adopt horses and and uh, give the thoroughbreds a home. We really do appreciate it.
1: Love it. Love you guys. Everybody have a great weekend. Spay, neuter, and geld.